0: Thanks, guys. (laughs) Got my little cheering section. Um, Thank you all for coming out tonight. I know it's been a beautiful day. I was really excited to be out walking my dog with the kids. And I thought I saw Ginger in here. Ginger? There she is. She goes, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be getting ready to speak? It's like, it's too nice to be inside. (laughs) Um, But I am really thankful. Do y'all ever have that with your husband? Okay, some of y'all are married. I kind of start saying y'all from Texas. Um, where or you're in a relationship and um, the we comes out. You know, honey, we really need to do the laundry. And I go, yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> and then it's never we though. A lot of times it's me and you know it's the we need to get something done and I need to do it. It's a gentle reminder though, and I appreciate it because <laughs> the run the laundry spills over sometimes, and it's almost Mother's Day, and I was reading through some funny quotes about mothers, and what we put up with and what we go through. And um, there were a couple of them that I thought were really funny, with the only one that, well, let me just read you a couple real quick. It was really serious, and I was just going to skip through this, but I mean, I just felt like there's a couple that are totally worth telling you. I don't know, they're just, they're fun. Um, so let me read this. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm into fitness. Fitness whole pizza into my mouth. thought <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Here's another cute one. This has nothing to do with moms, although I think I feel like this sometimes. Calories. Tiny creatures that live in your closet and sew your clothes a little bit tighter every night. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a good one. I like that. And then this was okay for you moms. I feel like this sometimes. I see all these moms who can do everything, and I think... I should have them do some stuff for me. (laughs) Like Pinterest, right? Like I could use you in my house, totally. Last one. Good moms let you lick the beaters. For those of you that bake, you know the beaters that you beat mix with. Great moms turn them off first. (laughs) So I think those are kind of cute. Anyway, so what I want to share about the title, and some of you all know, but is Holy Spirit Come. And so I was asking the Lord... It's funny, Mike texted me, what do you want to name it? And that was just what came into my head. I said, I'm not really sure, but how's this? He said, yeah, let's do it. Holy Spirit, come. And I think what the Lord has been showing me is a lot about stories and what he wants to do with stories in our lives. Um, He is so good to us, right? And he is always at work in our lives. We know that's a promise that he's told us. He's always moving. He's always working. And there's a lot of times... I was thinking of, uh, Mike was speaking, or while the worship was playing, that there's that verse that says, surely the Lord was in this place and I didn't know it. And I feel like that's true in our lives a lot of times, where God's at work and we don't even see it. We don't even recognize his hand, and that's okay. But I was asking the Lord, what do you want to do with this? How do you want the Holy Spirit to come? Like, What, what does that look like? I don't know the answers to this. And he said, Christy, I want you to talk about stories. I want you to talk about specifically testimony like what so what is a testimony a testimony typically um sometimes that word's used in court in law um but for this purpose I want to just talk about it specifically in relationship to um the testimony when God's involved in the life and he said I want you just to start talking to people about um what it means to share a story when God's involved So, I want to read a quote to you from Bill Johnson, real quick. And I think this will just sort of tell you, kind of tell you where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to take you back a little bit and give you some verses to kind of base it off, make it legit, as they say. And then we can move forward. So, here's a a quote Whenever you share a testimony of God's goodness, you usher in the mercy seat of God into another person's life. You usher in the empty tomb, the resurrection life, when you share of his goodness. And I feel like that kind of captures, Bill Johnson does a really great job of capturing in a, in a concise way um, some strong meaning. And I really think the strong meaning here is that when we tell the story, when we tell us even a very simple testimony of what God's doing, we usher in the presence of God. We usher in his holy spirit into that situation and so uh, that's where we're going to go we're going to just kind of emphasize that a little bit I got to keep an eye on the time because I'm not used to the the night stuff I'm usually with the youth right now like I know we're jumping around Ruthie and I so I got to kind of keep up with the time here um so we're going to step back into the old testament just briefly, I'm not a great Old Testament scholar. Some of y'all are probably a lot better at this than I am. But in the Old Testament, there's a spot where it talks about testimony. And it talks about testimony with regards to the Ark of the Covenant. And so what that is, is when Moses met God in the mountain, his presence came. We know that story a little bit about from Flanograph or from movies where God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. And Moses carried him down. And what God said is, I want you to build this really special box and that's going to be where you keep these commandments. And the commandments were kind of like the terms and conditions of the relationship. Like, this is how this relationship needs to go. These are the rules. You do them, and I'll be with you. You'll be my God. I'll be your God, and you'll be my people, and we'll have a great little relationship. And so he said, I want you to put them in, the, in this Ark of the Covenant. So I want to read a verse to you. And if y'all are, some of y'all are real big into turning. I'm going to turn. It's in Exodus. 25, I'm just going to read this real quick to you, about 25, verse 22, and he says, talking about the Ark of the Covenant, he says, there, above the cover, the cover of the Ark of the Covenant, between the two cherubim, which are the angels, that are over the Ark of the testimony, I will meet you. And I will give you all my commands for the Israelites. So what I think is really cool here is, and I didn't realize, is that the Ark of the Covenant is also called the Ark of the Testimony. So this is a place where God's presence would fall. His presence would physically rest on the mercy seat at the Ark of the Covenant. And so in the Old Testament, they didn't have the benefit that we have of the Holy Spirit. So fast forward, that's where God was in the Old Testament as far as presence. Then we know a lot of us know about when Jesus came, the Holy Spirit fell on him, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, and so he actually had the Holy Spirit on him, and the presence of God was always with him wherever he went, which would be pretty amazing, right? From that point, I mean, people are like, that doesn't happen. God doesn't just walk around with people. He's always in the Ark of the Covenant behind the Holy of Holies. Only the Holy Priest can go in. That's the only person that can get in and have that communion, that one-on-one close-up relationship with the Lord. No one else can do that. And so what happens, we see that after the, the death of Jesus, the Holy Spirit falls on the, on the apostles and the disciples up in the upper room, and he comes like flames of t- fire. But I want to tell you to another story, because I feel like the Lord wants to use the story to illustrate what we're going to do. So in John chapter 4, this is where we're going to kind of hang out. I think Pastor Jeff talked about this a few weeks ago. He talked about the woman at the well. And I'm going to summarize her story kind of quick here, I hope. But I want to point out some things. This lady, has she's got some attitude, I feel. So let's, I'm going to read this with a little bit of my imagination thrown in because I kind of feel like, you know, it was, it was written by a man, so he left out some good details. So I'm going to kind of ad lib and give you some of my details here. All right. So Jesus walks up, and he's like, hey, I'm thirsty. Could you give me some water? And I'm not going to look at it right now. So we're looking at John 4. If you're looking, we're starting around verse 7. And he says, I need some water. I'm thirsty. And she goes, do you know who you're talking to? I'm a Samaritan woman. You can't be talking to me. You're a Jew. And that's really just not allowed, okay? And he goes, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for water, and I could give you water that never runs out. This water never, never fails you. It's living water. So she says, hmm, she says, well, you don't have anything to drink this water with. There's nothing for you to gather it with. Um, are you bigger? Are you better than our father, Jacob, the one that made this well? I mean, he made this well. So who, who do you think you are? And she goes, he says to her, but everyone who drinks this water, they're going to be thirsty again. But if you drink the water that I give you, you thirst will never come. You'll always be filled up and you'll have like, a spring of living water coming out of you. And she gets smart. Here, she goes, all right, well, give me this water. I hate coming over here every single day and drawing this water, so get it. Let's go. Come on, done. I'm sold. I want what you've got to give me. And he goes, all right, go call your husband and tell him to come back. And I, I think Jeff hit on this. I'm going to stop right there, but I think we see the gifts of the Holy Spirit at work. And this is where Jeff made a really good point. He said, I feel like the, the Holy Spirit Gave Jesus what we call a word of knowledge. Jesus is operating as a man. He gave him a word of knowledge that says, no, no, no. She's not telling the whole story. She has five husbands, and one that she has right now isn't her husband. And so he speaks it out. So that's like a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit, right? Because we know the Holy Spirit's on him right now. He says, where are we? 18. Fact is, you have no husband, and the man you're with, he's not your husband. And I think she probably went like, looking around like, how in the world? She goes, I can see that you're a prophet. Oh, she's gonna change the subject. She's gonna get into debate. She goes, so you Jews, you say we gotta worship uh, worship on this mountain. Uh, Our fathers say we should worship on this mountain, but you Jews, you claim that we should worship on place in Jerusalem. So she's kind of trying. I feel like she's making a diversion. I think she's saying. We're going to get off my husband's situation. I don't want to hear about that from you. And we're going to talk about worship. Let's have a religious debate, okay? And then he says, "Mm -mm, we're not going to talk about that because really where you worship is not important. So I want to talk about what we're really going to do is worship in spirit and truth, okay? So he gets on that, and that's not the point I want to dwell on. But he says it's not where you worship, but it's how you worship. That's kind of what he emphasizes with her there. She goes, well, you know what? This is getting a little too confusing. And when the Messiah comes, you know, the Christ, he's going to tell me all about this. He's going to explain all these things so it's not so confusing. Let's just stop this conversation, right? She's done. She's backing out. And he, this is where she has the encounter. He says, that one that you just talked about, the one that you said is coming, I'm him. I'm right here in front of you. You're now experiencing the Messiah. The Christ. And the coolest part of this story that I really like, verse 28, she, says she left her water bottle and she went back to town. Not a water bottle, it's probably more like a bucket or a big jug. And she said, 29, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. I'm going to skip the meanwhile because this is something that he does with his disciples and jump on verse 39, pick up the rest of the story, and then we'll be done telling the story. It says, many of the Samaritans from that town that she was in believed in him, Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days, and because of his words, many more believed. And they said to the woman, no longer we believe we, be, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. And what I want to emphasize here, there's a couple things that she does. So how, how many of us are super-duper comfortable with being like, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you know God? That's not super comfortable for me. I, I, don't, really, I don't really do great with that. But what she does here is I want to talk about the power of her testimony. And one of the things the Lord showed me was that Jesus is talking to the woman And he wins one, okay? She experiences him, and she wins one. She goes back to the town, and she tells the town, and she wins a city because of her testimony. And the Lord is so good. She encountered him, and what she did was she took her encounter back, and she spoke it out, and she spoke the encounter to these people, and she shared it. But what she didn't do was say, hey, I just met Jesus the Messiah. you got to come see him, right? Did you see what she said? She said, verse 29, could this be, could this be the Christ? I love that she (laughs) poses a question. Okay, so she's not saying like, I got it all together. I know who I met. This is the one. Let me tell you. Many people had come through saying they were the Messiah, right? She doesn't say, I've got it all together and I have figured it out. What she says is, come and see, come meet this person, Because I think, could it be? Do you think this might be the one? This is what he told me. This is what he did. Come see for yourself. And I feel like that's what the Lord's saying, is that we don't necessarily have to convince people of who God is. We don't have to have a, a debate, a religious debate, like she tried to do and say, oh, do we worship here? Do we do worship like that? Or do we have a band? Or do we have a whatever? I think what he's saying is, I want you to tell people, about who I am, and when you speak out what I've done in your life, even the small things, when you testify to who I am, it releases my presence into that situation. My Holy Spirit comes into that setting, and I change the atmosphere. I change what's happening. And so let me just regroup here. She goes in, and she asks the question, do you think it really could be? And then she invites them, the whole town, to come and meet him. And I feel like that's such a great strategy. Hey, let me tell you what God did today. There was something little. I was going to tell a story. Michelle, I saw you here. Sweet Michelle and one of her kiddos had an eye thing. And we, I said, hey, I've got some eye drops. You can use these. This was a few weeks ago. And just the other night, Aaliyah, she's got goop. She's our four-year-old. She's a little bitty that runs around like she owns the place, and she's got eye goop coming out, and um, I text Michelle, I'm like, oh man, I think we need that, those drops, do you mind running them over, she runs them over, and she sends me a text as soon as she gets home, and she says, wouldn't you know, I just found a full bottle of the same medicine that I thought we didn't have, and it's here and ready for you, if you need more, I have it, and that's a simple story, right, but let's look at what maybe Is God's hand in that, right? It's late at night. I don't want to be running to the doctor. I don't want to be trying to get someone on the phone calling in a prescription. And the Lord, so Michelle was able to bring the drops, but the Lord, he doesn't only provide. That's who he is. His character is a provider, and we can look at that and go, the Lord provides. But then the Lord provides abundantly. So there's a whole extra bottle. That's so silly. That's so simple. And it's so easy in our mind to go, that's a normal situation, girl. Like, that happens all the time. Stuff like that. I mean, that's just, that's happenstance. And that could be. But what's wrong with calling forth the character of the, of the Lord into that situation and saying, that's who God is. That's who my daddy is. He ab- he's abundantly more than providing for me. And when we call him forth, it does a couple things. A, it brings his Holy Spirit into the situation. And if we want the Holy Spirit to come, I think if we start speaking out, I think if we start saying, who is God? He's going to fall because that's who he is. Where his testimony is, there is his presence, right? And so the other thing that it does is it renews our mind. So the Bible talks about renewing our mind, but I think it renews our thought pattern of how we're thinking about the things that happen in our life and if we can begin to say this happened and this could be an everyday situation you know i don't know we got a surprise present or we whatever might have happened in your life but if we can look for the character of god and call that forward and then we start to testify to what the lord did in those situations it starts to change especially when we're in a, in a conversation with someone that doesn't know the lord i don't necessarily have to tell him about jesus but i can help him help that person encounter him i can say this is what God did for me. He is good. He is faithful. He redeemed my marriage. He restored a broken friendship. He restored. He is a restorer. We just start speaking about who he is, and it changes the atmosphere, and it invites them in to meet Jesus. So that's what I love about that. Um, there was a couple other points that I just wanted to read to you. I know Mike spoke to the staff a little bit about testimony, didn't you, just recently? Our story, tell them, no, tell stories. This book, if you haven't gotten this book, this is a Bill Johnson book, it's called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. This is pretty good. But I want to read one quote, and I feel like probably the Lord is saying this is where he wants to go. He wants to have his spirit fall more in this place. There is perhaps no other revelation that I've seen so dramatically change how people do church in the places where I travel than to teach them the power of the testimony because it is calling them back to their true identity and purpose in God. So I'm just going to say that one more time. There's nothing he's saying that he's seen that so dramatically changes what a church looks like, how it operates, how we do church than when people share a testimony because that calls them back to who they truly are, who God's truly made them to be and the purpose of he has for their life. So I just think um, what the Lord wanted to do is to have us to start to think about how can we bring a testimony of him into our everyday life? I mean, it's not like I need to stand up here. I don't have a super exciting whole full life testimony of Jesus coming and saving me and it doesn't great there's no great miracle experience what i like about the woman at the well is she wasn't raised from the dead she wasn't healed of blindness what happened was jesus told her a glimpse of some things about her life and she took that she took that encounter with the lord and she won a city she won a whole city and i feel like for me sometimes i'm waiting for that big glamorous story to tell somebody kind of like a song and dance, and I'm so exciting. This is a fun story for you to hear. But the Lord's saying, doesn't take a lot. You just need to tell about who I am, and it ushers me in, and then people encounter me, then experience who I am. So I've asked a sweet friend, sweet Luann, to come up and give a brief testimony about what the Lord's done for her, and this is a big deal. This one is so clear, the finger of God was on her hand. But I want also to you all to think, be thinking, are you willing to sort of start doing this in your life? Is there something short that you could share even tonight that just says, you know, this happened today. And, you know, you told a silly story about some eye drops or whatever, and you put, you put the character of God to that. I can put the character of God to something that happened to me this week because we know God's always at work. But let's begin pointing out the things that he's doing right now. So, Luane, do you want to come on up now? Are you okay with that, hon? I'm gonna move my stuff out of your way. Okay. And I think you Do you want me to stay up here? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll be your buddy. That's <laughs> <be> <laughs> Oh, wow, it's really bright. I know. That's okay. okay. It makes us look good. If we stand salt, it makes like thinning shadows on our right. body.
1: Right. Is this on? I think yeah.
0: you're on. Are I okay.
1: good? He's on. Um, so I'm Luann Giannopoulos. And um, three weeks ago, four weeks ago actually, um, I was at work at home and uh, some things started feeling funny. I realized that I couldn't do things in the shower that I normally could. My hands weren't connected. My eyes weren't connecting with my hands. And um, I went to my computer after I got out of the shower and I couldn't Turned my computer so that I could get into my password. And it just felt very odd. And um, I went in to put my contacts in and I couldn't put my contacts in. And so I finally got back into my computer and I started to type a message and all my words were like funny characters. Nothing came out in a sentence. And my boss wrote back and said, I have no idea what you're saying to me. And I thought, wow, I think I'm having a stroke. So I called my husband, and he answered the phone, and I started talking, and it was like, And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying to me. I'll be right home. Just lay down. I'll be right home. And at that point, I freaked out. I thought, "Wow, something serious is going on here," and I knew I had been having some um, vision issues. My my eyes were crossing for a couple of months, off and on, and I was having dizzy spells. And several of my friends here experienced it with me, and it was it was very scary. So um, he got home, and we immediately raced to the ER and. They immediately realized I was most likely a stroke victim, and they started treating me that way, and um, they put me on Plavix that day, realizing after I had had an MRI and a CAT scan that I had had a small stroke, and they were very surprised because I'm fairly healthy, fairly young, but they said they were going to do a little more research on it. So I'm going along thinking, okay, this is cool. I'll probably get off the Plavix pretty soon. I don't like medicines at all. And I had been on it at one point years ago and got, gotten off of it. And I'm um, thinking, okay, I'll be out of here probably by tomorrow. And I'll be back at work in no time. So all I could think of was food. I wanted to eat mm-hmm. after being in the ER all day. And... Um, so I had a good night, and, you know, they treated me well. The next morning, about noon, I had another stroke. And the way I knew that is all of a sudden I was trying to say my words, and I'd say tiskree mm. instead of "Christie," mm. And I was mixing up all of my sentences again. And so they took me in for another CAT scan, and sure enough, i had had another stroke and it was a little more powerful, I guess you could say. At at that point, I really got a little more scared. I'm thinking, oh, this isn't good, and um, the next day, um, they put me on a stronger blood thinner, and it made me very ill with a major headache, and I couldn't take it, and poor Yvonne came in during that point when I was there, and I was like the little girl in the exorcist or something. I'm like, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> and they realized I couldn't handle that medicine and um, that they needed to take me off that. And so finally by Thursday I was better and a speech therapist was coming to see me, to see how I was um, handling all of this. And it was just not me. It didn't feel like me at all. And um had so many people loving on me, reaching out to me, pastors, friends, family. It was just so beautiful. But um, all the while, I, um, a very sweet friend came in and read a beautiful declaration over me. And I have some of them here if anybody wants it. But it's a declaration about how he is Lord over me. And um, I need to forgive myself and others and that I need to just speak um, life over me instead of death. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much what we, we wanted to do. Awesome. And um, I left there on um, Thursday afternoon. And when I went to sign out, I could not hand write my name. And my husband looked at me. And he's like, you can't write your name. And I said, mm. I finally got it out. But it looked like. A five-year-old, mm. and um, the next morning, I was able to cursive write my name and send an email to the people I work with. So oh. praise God Amen. for that.
2: Amen.
1: Um, so I really am a miracle, um, you know. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I, within two weeks, I was back at work, and the first day was a little scary because I have a very legalistic job where I have to do a lot of legal interpretation and work with compliance stuff. Um, and I had a doctor visit uh, prior to that, and it's interesting. She is a Christian, the doctor, but she told me that she wasn't sure I'd be able to go back to my job. She said sometimes stroke victims cannot go back to their the same job, and you just need to prepare yourself for that. And um that got into my spirit, and the next morning after she had said that, I, I told Demetrius that I was really tired because she told me I'd probably be very tired, and I, I said, you know, I'm really feeling tired, I, I just don't know if I can do this, and mm. I started doubting. And right then, we, he told me, he said, you need to realize what was spoken over you, and you need to declare that gone. You need to rebuke that out of your Amen. life because that's not going to be what your life is. Amen. Because we had a word, or he had a word before we got married, that I was going to be a greater voice than he was. Mm-hmm. And when Mike was coming to the um, uh, hospital to pray over me, he was getting a word that the enemy was trying to take my voice. And that, that was not going to happen. Amen. So that's a testimony right there that God's given us and that, that we can share with others. Mm-hmm. We do have a voice and He's not gonna stop it. Yeah. And we're just we just feel really blessed. And I'm back at work full time a hundred percent. Praise yeah. God. Amen. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so good. Awesome. Yeah. So if anybody wants um, this declaration, if you want to declare any of this, sweet Lisa mm. shared it with me and spoke mm. it over me. And um, it's, it's been a wild ride and just having faith in God and knowing that he's got me and that mm. I'm going to make it. And he, he, it's, it's just, just mm. a huge blessing. So. Thank you.
3: Yeah,
1: thank you. thank
3: you, Luanne. That's awesome. You.
1: And
0: she reminded me of a good thing that you know, the word testimony, and I didn't share this a minute ago, but the word testimony means the root word is odd in Hebrew, and I don't know this. I had to look this up. But I had heard that it meant do it again, but I didn't know how to find that out because most of the words testimony means like a witness in court. But if you go back, the root word is odd for testimony in Hebrew, and it means to do again a repeat and we know that when a testimony's spoken, it gives, it opens the door for the Lord to do again what He's already done. So it ushers in that presence of the Lord to repeat the healing that He did for for Luann. And what an amazing story! It's so cool, and just to be able to sort of let the Holy Spirit come because she's sharing that. And so I think what I was hoping to do. Do you have any sense of what you how you want to close this out? I'm talking to Mike here. We talked about, you can decide. Do you want me to call? Okay, I'll do it. I got it, Pastor. Yeah, maybe, do you guys mind coming up? You did awesome. I love Jen and Aaron. Thank you, guys. And Miller, where's Miller? I don't know where he is. He doesn't have to come up. What I was hoping to do and what I felt like ultimately for, because it's not just about me speaking words to you all, but it's really about you all standing up and, um, I'd love it if, does anyone feel comfortable that they want to share something simple, like a simple testimony to release the Holy Spirit? Awesome. Great. Ruthie, you can come up after her, okay? Come on up. Well, I don't know. I think there's power in being up front. Come on. You want to do it there? Okay.
1: Um, A couple Sundays ago, this was pretty awesome. Um, Luann actually prayed over me, and I had had, um, they call it, um, golfer's elbow and I had it since last July. I had fallen in Las Vegas, and I hurt my arm and leg. And um, it's great. Amen. Awesome. I'm declaring that.
0: God healed my arm. That's so good. So there's healing for an arm. So we said, Lord, do it again, just because the testimony that comes forth. You uh, can you stand up? <laughs> yeah. I'll hold your stuff for you. <laughs> I know Ruthie really well.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So recently <laughs> – um, recently I've just been uh, praying for my sister and everything because she's been going through so many attacks from the enemy and everything else um, with depression and um, problem with sleep and everything else. And mm-hmm. um, I've just been praying for her and over her finals and everything else today. And then she texted me today th- saying that she could feel the presence of the Lord when Amen. she was taking her last final today. <laughs>
0: oh, awesome. That's so cool. What a sweet thing. Yeah. Thanks, you guys.
4: Okay, this is really uncomfortable for me. Good job. <laughs> so, but the Holy Spirit says I have to say this. Mm-hmm. So, I Sunday came to church, felt really bad, literally went home, put my pajamas on, and ended up taking three pain pills because I had such horrific back pain. I had been to the doctor, Um, both to the chiropractor and to my regular physician, had some x-rays done, didn't show anything. Um, I was laying on the floor. My back was killing me. That night we went to bed, and I said to my husband, can you please just pray? I was traveling on Monday, Mm. flying, and I said, can you please just pray? I have to go to this meeting. And um, I'm not always attuned to the Holy Spirit, and yesterday... My husband says to me, hey, how is your back? Because he said, you've had two flights. And I said, oh, my goodness, it has not hurt me one bit. Sounds good.
0: And, you know, as we go around, keep raising your hands. I'm sure there's more of y'all. Rachel up here. Um, You can just say, Lord, I want that whatever you hear. You can ask it. I don't know, you probably know this, it's something I'm learning, but you can ask for it, and you can receive whatever these people are are telling you about that God's done.
2: So uh, a guy that I work with in my gym, when I first saw him about a year and a half ago, the Lord gave me a, a prophetic word for him, and I said, do you know you have a call in your life? He said, you mean to preach? And I said, yes. He said, I know. Jesus visited me when I was four, but he is very mixed up in all of it because of some abuse and background issues, and so when my son was in town last week, we were, he came to the gym, and he was just talking with this guy, Patrick, and and the Lord just put on my heart to to say this to Patrick, Patrick, do you have any questions for my son, Ryan, why he wants to do ministry to Muslims, because he thought all roads led to God, and the Spirit just falls on and he starts asking all these questions. And, and it came down to, you, you need to settle it within yourself. Is Jesus who he said he is? Did he raise from the dead? And he said, read Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22. So I just left it at that, left it in the Lord's hands, and I really didn't think he would talk to me about it again. So the next day, he brought his Bible to work, and he said, explain Isaiah 53 to me. So we went through the whole verse, line by line. This is what Jesus did for you. Mm-hmm. He loves you just as you are. He mm-hmm. bore your sicknesses. He carries your diseases. The chastisement of your, of your peace is upon him. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to know. I want to know this, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> awesome story.
0: Anybody else? We have a couple more minutes. Oh, yeah, Rachel.
1: So, Luann, I'm actually finishing up reading a book calling, called Your Healing Door. So I might have to give it that to you. But I could talk to a whole room of children, no problem, but adults. This is kind of scary. So last week, Torrance had people come up. And so with my husband and Sylvia, they're like, just go down there. And so I came down and he said, okay, let's pray. So I didn't get, get to share. But I just went through um, Cleansing Stream, if any of you are familiar with that. And then it culminated with a retreat a couple weekends ago. So, so many of us come in here week after week with this backpack of bondage. And then we just walk right out those doors and we still hold it. And God wants you to know that you can be free. And Amen. after that retreat, the Lord
0: told me I was free of the spirit of rejection and of abandonment. Amen. So the same could be true for you. Amen. Just Amen. believe it and receive it. Amen. Do
2: you guys want to close? Is there one more? Awesome. Abby. One of
0: my youthers snuck in. I didn't see you over there.
3: Yeah, so... I'm not sitting with my dad, and he can confirm this because I complained about it when I got home from school, but he snuck in late in the other side of the room. So, (laughs) um, but this morning, first thing, I have a history teacher, and um, he really has a really interesting complex. He, like, while we were studying Greece, he, like, was Zeus, and, like, we could make offerings to him, and he's, like, really not super great as a teacher, and it's not super fun to be in his class, and this morning... Right now, we're studying Rome, and you can't study Rome without studying how the Christianity affected Rome, and so we're going through it, and the documentaries he chose to show to the class were all ones that basically just like trashed Jesus the whole time, and I was sitting there, and I was so, so mad, and like, the documentary like actually said Jesus' crucifixion wasn't significant, Mm. and it, my heart got so upset because of that, and this, like, while I was in that place, we were taking notes, and I just flipped the sheet over, and I just started writing out worship, and just telling God who he was, and I just started praying in tongues, and I was still angry about it when I got home, but Mm. in that moment, God was able to give me peace, so I wouldn't speak up and throw my grade off because of a stupid thing that my teacher believes Mm. about me that isn't true, and about my God that isn't true.
0: Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Abby. I just... I think we just need to close. I feel like I want to be honoring to the time, especially for kids that are in back in child care. But I think just to close it out, I think when we tell these stories, it's so changing. And it's, it's not hard to take a story out if we say, do you think that might have been God? We don't have to tell them. I know absolutely for sure that, the God, uh, that God healed me. But I can tell you what happened to me. Do you think that was the Lord? And if you can pose it in something like that as a question it's not quite so intimidating, Uh, it invites them to encounter him. So I'll
2: just close.
5: Hello. Oh, I'll tell you what. um, I know some of you are going to get kids and stuff, and that's good. (coughs) But what I'd like to do, if the people that gave the testimonies, Mm -hmm. do you guys think you could just come down? And if there's someone, as they spoke these things, if there's something that just resonated uh, with you, where you just need prayer for something, uh, there's there's something about the, the testimony has been given, uh, but le- as you let them pray for you, it just it'll release something, uh, and you will see you will see healing in those areas. And Amen. so, um, I just I would love to see. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, uh,
2: guys.
5: So, and if and if you need prayer for anything else. Uh, I'll be down here. There'll be other people down here, but you can definitely come down and just get prayer. Uh, you know, we and I tell you, you don't have to come to the front to get prayer. You know, we as the body of Christ, like mm-hmm. we are here uh, together to to pray. Everyone, we have the same authority. Like I don't have any more authority than mm-hmm. you have, and so That's we need true. to realize that we each have the, the authority that that Jesus has given us uh, to to speak healing. We have the authority to speak over our bodies. Uh, we can speak uh, wholeness to our bodies. Um, we can we can come against fear. We have the power over over all the enemy, not just some of the enemy, but over all the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so, if don't I wouldn't walk out of here. If if you need any prayer, if you need any type of healing. Uh, if there's just, if you have an anxiety or fear in any way or if there's just something that you just feel like in your heart, like, I, I just need, I need prayer for that because this is the time uh, we want to be vulnerable. We want to be real. Like, this is not, let's not play church. Uh, let's yeah. be the church. All right? So, can yeah. we just close in prayer? Yeah, it? I was going to, I'll
0: just close in prayer. And the other thing it does, too, if you let someone pray for you that gave a testimony, it encourages them. So, it's not all about you getting prayer, but those of us that share, It encourages us to share again and that that the Lord was speaking to you from what he did for us. So that helps too. So come on down and let somebody pray for you. So, Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here tonight, that you continue to grow. And I know, Lord, that you want to take this city. Holy Spirit, you want to go out and move in this city. And so, Lord, you're going to do it through the words and through the love, through the encounter that people have from how we tell about what you've done. And we say, do you think that was God? Could that have been him? Have you met him? And so, Lord, we just invite you to go with us from this place, as you always do. And, Lord, just uh, encourage us, give us boldness, even just to raise a question. We don't always have to be right, but we do, we do have an obligation just to share about your goodness in our life. So, Lord, we just thank you for this tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.